Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. It is a great pleasure to be here today. And my name is Rick Nitty. I'm the executive, executive director of Neighborhood House, and I've been there for 18 years, so it's been a long time. And uh, I think this is my first time here at West Hills Friends. Um, but I've admired your congregation for a long time and um, a great admiration for Quakers. Uh, my daughter went to Earlham. So uh, my wife and I both got a little bit of education um, and enjoyed uh, the silent meetings um, that we attended when we were down in Richmond, Virginia at Earlham. And she had a great experience and she came back and she's done fantastic work um, working for Bradley Angle and the, YW, and the Catholic Charities in domestic violence and now works for the Mount Hood Head Start. So she's doing good work um, and was well trained at, at Earlham College. So I am pleased to have the opportunity to talk to you about food insecurity in our community and state and how you can help support Southwest Hope, although you got a very good lesson on that already. Um, first, I'll tell you a little bit about Neighborhood House. Neighborhood House has been a force for equity and opportunity in our community since 1905 with a history of empowering and one of the reasons I say I've been there 18 years is so people don't think I've been there as long as 1905 because as I've aged, it seems more realistic. I might have been around in 1905. <clears throat> so, uh, but with a history of empowering low-income, recent immigrants, and other vulnerable people, our mission is to prevent hunger and homelessness and educate young and old. Last year, we served 18,000 individuals with a range of integrated services, including early childhood, youth development, uh, family stability and support, and aging services. The Neighborhood House board and staff are all about solving problems. And in the past few years, we focused on some big ones. Three years ago, we successfully completed a capital campaign and built in partnership with Home Forward, the housing authority, what we believe is the best early learning facility in the state of Oregon. Today, the Neighborhood House Children's Center, um, which is located on Vermont, just across the street from the Middleman Jewish Community Center as part of the Stevens Creek Crossing uh, housing development. Um, today, the center serves over 90 low-income preschool children, plus about 30 school-aged children during the summer. Um, and one of the things, and I'd love to give you a tour if you're interested, that I, I feel great about is when you go into the bathroom, there are shelves, and each kid has his own basket with his name on it. And uh, looking at those names, you really get a feel for the rich diversity that we serve at the Children's Center. 
<clears throat> Identifying the lack of childcare as a major issue in the Portland metro area, we've leveraged our experience in providing early learning and established a partnership with the Peninsula Children's Learning Center that led to a merger acquisition, setting the stage for Neighborhood House to be a major player in providing childcare. The Peninsula Children's Learning Center provides childcare for children, 300 children ages six years to six weeks to 12 years of age, and we are we have used that experience um, to uh, become strong advocates for affordable childcare in the state of Oregon. We had a great meeting with uh, Speaker Tina Kotak, which is going to result in some change, which is exciting for us. Now our focus is turning to housing. Uh, Portland is facing a housing problem, <clears throat> but we're not alone. All across the United States, experts are saying that we are in, a, in the midst of, a, of our worst housing, worst housing crisis since the early 1960s. So what do we know? Rents are rising at the same time that wages for low-income workers are stagnating. 50% of low-income households spend a half of their income or more on housing. Government housing assistance programs, programs haven't kept up with the demand. Home Forward, Portland's housing authority, maintains a wait list for Section 8 housing vouchers at 3,000, but there are 40,000 households in the Portland area that need housing vouchers. We are in a national housing crisis, yet President Trump is proposing a 14% cut in uh, funding to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and that'll total about $6 billion. So back to hunger. <clears throat> it's amazing that living here in the West Hills with all its beauty and wealth, that hunger is a community issue. One, in, one out of every five children attending elementary school in the Wilson Cluster is food insecure. Many of those children are children of immigrants or refugees and children of color, children whose parents are unemployed and are, or are hourly workers. The Partners for a Hunger-Free Oregon informs us among those experiencing poverty, some people are at far greater risk of hunger. <clears throat> Food insecurity disproportionately impacts communities of color, recent immigrants, families with children, and particularly households led by single mothers, people with disabilities, and members of the LGBTQ community. Fighting hunger is an equity issue, and we need your help. A young woman asked for a loaf of bread an immigrant family struggles to make ends meet. A middle-aged man with terminal cancer can no longer work. A single mother cares for her medically fragile baby. A homeless man lives in the woods off Twilliger. A senior couple struggles on a fixed income. Black, brown, yellow, white, speaking English, Spanish, Arabic, or Somali. Babies, teens, seniors, and adults. What do they all have in common? all depend on Neighborhood House's emergency food box program. One in six Oregonians struggle with food insecurity. In fact, Oregon is the only state in the United States where food insecurity increased post-recession. So why is that? Here in Portland, wages have stagnated while rents have skyrocketed. Between 2010 and 2015, the average cost of a two-bedroom apartment increased 34%. On March 10th of last year, the Portland Tribune reported that rents increased an additional 14% just in one month from February through March. <clears throat> the Tribune reported that the average rent for a one-bedroom 
apartment rose from $1,143 to $1,303. That was a high, and that's a lot more than the mortgage I pay. That was the highest increase in the country. Now add the spike in the cost of prescription drugs and the high cost of food, and we can better understand what is driving hunger in the state of Oregon. A single mom paying 50, 60, or even 80% of her income on housing does not have enough money left over to feed the family and pay for medical costs. Each month, Neighborhood House distributes up to 600 food boxes to approximately 450 households feeding 1,000 to 1,500 individuals each month. For many, it's a choice of being hungry or paying rent, of being hungry or paying for a winter jacket for their children, of being hungry or picking up a prescription, of being hungry or buying gas so you can get to work. For some, Neighborhood House is a way to help get to the end of the month with enough food to feed themselves and their children. For others, it's the difference between good health and even between life and death. Southwest Hope, with the goal of raising 175,000 pounds of food, or the cash equivalent, has become a significant vehicle that allows us to support our food insecure neighbors. Without Southwest, Southwest Hope, we could not feed the 1,000 to 1,500 people each month. Without you and our other faith partners, Southwest Hope cannot succeed at feeding our hungry neighbors. For every dollar contributed through Southwest Hope, we can purchase four pounds of food from the Oregon Food Bank. You can help us in a number of ways. One, you can attend this amazing event on April 2nd called the Empty Bowls Dinner um, at Multnomah Arts Center. And, and at that dinner, what you do is you buy an empty bowl, and these bowls are made by art students at Lewis and Clark College, and you get to choose from... Uh, any number of soups made from local restaurants. And um, last year was the first year we did it. The soups were wonderful. Um, there's even soup cooked by children from Jackson Middle School. Um, but a lot of the restaurants that participate, um, you will recognize. Um, on April 10th, uh, we have a dine out and donate event at Salvador Mali's, and they will donate 20% of the sales back to us. On, um, on everything from food and drink. And then on April 22nd, we have a family fun run um, at Gabriel Park. And um, each dollar raised through the fun run will be matched by a local foundation. So uh, if we raise $5,000, we'll get another $5,000. So that will help us get to our goal. Or you can write a check or give cash and make a generous cash donation. So... <clears throat> I want to tell you a couple stories to close, and the, and the stories relate back to the examples I put out there. Um, there was a man named Stephen, and Stephen always came to our to neighborhood house dressed in his suit and tie, and uh, he came for a food box once a month. And uh, when we talked to Stephen about why he came, he said, I'm terminally ill with cancer. I can no longer work um, in the neighborhood house food box allows me to be able to eat enough food through the month. Um, secondly, we had Susan, and Susan was a single mom. Her child was medically fragile. Um, she had to quit her job because she had to take care of her child. Um, and um, 
she was single as a result of a divorce. And uh, in the divorce, uh, she's a very determined young woman. She said, I want to keep the house. Well, there was a consequence to keeping the house because as a homeowner, she wasn't eligible for food stamps. So she would come into neighborhood house and get a food box that was designed to feed a family for three to five days. And she would stretch that out each month um, to cover the food, most of her food needs for the month. Um, and she was just amazing. Fortunately now, um, her life is balanced out. She met a man and fell in love and remarried and hopefully they live happily ever after. Um, so those are a couple of stories of the people we serve. And if you come in and volunteer with our emergency food box program, you'll meet Salim Salim. And Salim um, is a refugee from, from Somalia. He came here with his family a few years ago. He became, uh, he enrolled his child in our Head Start program and started using our emergency food box program. And this man was so amazing, we just had to hire him. And uh, he has done a great job of making our, our Somali and other Muslim families feel very comfortable coming into the food box program. So we are about diversity, we're about love, we're about keeping people healthy through providing good nutrition. Um, our food boxes um, are focused on fresh food and whole foods. So in the old days, we used to give out ramen and macaroni and cheese. Now we give out kale. Um, we give out beets. And I'll finish with a beet story. We had a mom come in with her, I think, six or seven-year-old daughter. And <clears throat> one of the things we do, because some people don't know how to cook kale, some people don't know what to do with beets. I, I grew up on kohlrabi. A lot of people don't know what kohlrabi is. But this woman came in, and she asked about the beets. And, um, and we gave her a little flyer with some beet recipes and talked to her about beets. About four months later, she came back in, and she said, do you have any more of those beets? And uh, we said, yes, we do, and said, why? And she goes, well, beets are dessert for my daughter. So I will conclude with that, and uh, thank you. We appreciate your help and support, and, um, and it's nice being here at West Friends and having the Quaker experience. Thank you.